This is Kanzenshu, the podcast, episode 459 for the week of November 18th, 2018. Hello, welcome back to Kans and Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kans and Shu. That's right. We bring you the top ten anything and everything Dragon Balls in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike. You may see me around as Vegito Ex. Joining me here in person, locally on the microphone, uh, coming down for Anime NYC, which I'll hear about hopefully next week. But in the meantime, Julian, sir, hello. Yes, I am here. Good times. Indeed. All right. My voice is very nice and deep from talking loud. We've warmed up a little bit, yeah. Yes. Julian, this week on the show, uh, actually requested, but something I wanted to do anyway, but I wanted to wait until you were here to do this. Uh, We are talking about the Dragon Ball MOOC that was released recently here in uh, November 2018. Yes. Uh, We're going to take a look through the book. We're going to tell you about the top 10 best scenes as selected by fans. Uh, And there's a dissection of Son Goku there in the book. We're going to break everything down for you. So if you want to pick up a cheap book and kind of read along at home, we got you covered here. That's what's on tap of this episode. Uh, Again, we said Anime NYC is happening. Uh, We actually just got back from it. So we have a lot of production still to do on that episode. So hopefully you can tune into that that next week seems what the plan is going to be uh we'll let you know uh follow us along on the social medias and uh stay tuned for that but in the meantime let's jump right on into the magazine the book the mook julian i guess let's first break down what is what is a mook We've had some of this before with Dragon Ball. Uh, actually, the, the series' first guidebook, the adventure special, the Boken special, that was a mook. We've yes. had the Dragon Ball Super Super Start Guide. That was a mook. Uh, now we have the Jump Best Scene Top 10. What is a mook, according to Shueisha in Japan? So it's basically a book that's sort of magazine format, and it's basically treated as a magazine. Uh, some of them do technically have ISBNs, but... They're basically put out to go on newsstands, and when they're gone, they're gone. That's it. They don't have, like, subsequent print runs unless they're particularly special. Um, yeah, if you didn't get it when it came out, you're, you're kind of boned going on the secondhand market. Right. Depends on if people want to get rid of it or not. Right. So right now, you can actually still buy it. Uh, I don't know. By the time this episode comes out within a day or so, that may actually change. I mean, these things, they come and go. Uh so if you want it, you got to grab it when it comes out. All right, so let's jump into this one. This is actually a line that's been going for a little bit. Uh, here in front of you, I have the Dragon Ball one. I have the Fist of the North Star one. It's like doing little comparisons between things. They've done a Yu Yu Hakusho one. Uh, I believe there was a Kinikuman one as well. Uh, so they've been doing the series for a little bit now. Uh, and we have the Dragon Ball one. So the the point of it is that fans have voted on their top 10 scenes. Uh, it's actually not the top 10 fights, as we're going to see here in Dragon Ball. One of them is not a fight. It's a genuine scene from the yes. series, uh, as it is Dragon Ball, though many of them end up being fights, even from earlier in the series. Right. And it says this is uh, sort of to celebrate both the 50th anniversary of Jump as well as the upcoming release of Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yes, and I guess we can say as you open the book, you're treated to the uh, the typical promotions for things. We yes. have the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. We have fighters. Hey, we sold lots of copies. Check it out. We have heroes. Hey, we're on our eighth anniversary. It's yeah, pretty much. Yep. Now the inside cover and also the inside back cover both have uh, images of uh, Dragon Ball on the cover of Weekly Shonen Jump, just to remind you 
about, you know, hey, this is the magazine, in case you didn't notice from the cover. I guess we can say that this particular MOOC release is styled uh, as a weekly Shonen Jump issue in many ways. Yes, it uses, like, almost the same quality paper, uh, maybe a little bit better, but not by much. Yeah. And it's very much the same thing. You've got a poster in the front from one of the chapters that's included therein. It's the title page for chapter 323. It's, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yep. And then you just get right into things. All right. So we're going to go through it. Uh, Julian, there are top 10 scenes here. And then in the middle, there's a dissection of Son Goku. Uh, seven kind of breakdowns of the character and his various aspects. I think what we'll do is we'll go through the top 10 scenes and then we'll go back to uh, the dissection, talk a little bit about what they say in there. And right. What they have to say for Goku. Uh, let's work our way backwards. Actually, flip to the back, which for many Western people is going to be the front of the book and go in that order. Uh, Julian, number 10, as voted by fans in this nebulous voting. I don't actually know what the voting procedure was for all of these. (laughs) Yes. The Dragon World will continue on forever. We have chapter 519, the very end of Dragon Ball's original serialization, uh, printed in black and white here as opposed to the original printing. And speaking of versus the original printing, this is the Kanzenban version of chapter 519. And that's in contrast to not just the original release, but actually the Digest Edition release. So I guess give us the breakdown on what the differences are here. So in the original version, which is present in Shonen Jump and also in the original smaller uh, volumes in Japan, the Tankobon, uh, it has Goku flying off with Ub on his back. And then there's a narration about how uh, the Earth will be safe because they've always got the Dragon Balls. And then it ends with a goodbye image and a message from Akira Toriyama. Right. Now, the Kanzenban version, which was the revised version put out in 2004 in mm-hmm. the Kanzenban with the red covers in Japan, he starts off by flying off with Ub, but then he calls Kintoun, the, the cloud, and has Ub ride on it. And there's a, a brief moment where uh, it recalls Goku as a child riding on it as well. They fly off to the, towards the horizon, and in the final narration, it says that Earth will be safe because there are strong guys on it, <laughs> focusing <laughs> right. back on the people. Right now, and then the the final ending, instead of Toriyama's message, it has a Vegeta giving a renewed vow that one day he will defeat him. Right. And so here in the top 10 book here, the MOOC, sorry, I call it the MOOC, not the book, uh, we have the Kanzenban version as is. The Digest edition was mostly the Kanzenban version, but it seems like it got rid of the Vegeta message in favor of the original version there, right? Yeah, so it's kind of a kludge. To be honest, since it was the Digest version, I would have preferred that they left it as it was in Jump, Yeah, but obviously they didn't do that. We're very curious what their masters are for the manga at this point. Like, clearly they they keep the Tankobon back in print, and it seems like we're back to that being the default version now. Yeah, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what they have. All right, so that was the number 10 scene. Let's keep going. The number 9 scene, as voted by fans, the first wish to the dragon is for what? We have chapter 20 here. So this is the chapter where Oolong makes his fateful wish to the dragon for uh, Gal's panties. Not much to say there. That's what happens. Yep. That's you know, true. We're toward the end of the PLF arc here, and uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's a significant moment, the first wish that we see on screen on the page. Yeah, it's the climactic moment, or so we think at that point in the first arc, until things take a turn for the monstrous. No, what are you talking about? The series ends right here. This is what Toriyama always intended. Sure. 
<laughs> All right. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, the number eight scene, as voted by fans, uh, explode. There's a lot of exploding here. Exploding in rage. The explosive birth of the legendary Super Saiyan. We have yes. chapters uh, 317 and 318. Yes. So the first appearance of the Super Saiyan, who's been talked up for quite a bit by this point. But finally, we get to see it as Goku snaps in rage at the death of his friend, Kuririn. Working our way backwards here, this is, uh, I mean, obviously you're you're going. I thought it was kind of strange that they went from number one to number ten, as opposed to the way we're doing it here. Yeah. But the way we're doing it, this is the first example where we have multiple chapters. We have two chapters here. Yes. So it's the Goku becomes a Super Saiyan towards the end of chapter 317, and then he starts his battle in earnest with Frieza the next chapter in. There's some amazing panel work in these chapters here. Yes. It's good stuff. Looking right. looking through, you kind of want to just keep reading. So if you'll excuse me for just a minute. <laughs> Julian's very distracted over here. All right. <laughs> let's jump to uh, the number seven scene. Gags in earnest. Uh, Gotenks' fighting style. We have another two chapters here. Yes. Uh, 490 and 491. So this is Gotenks fighting against Boo in the room of spirit and time. Seishin Totoki no Hea. And he's doing all these dumb kind of moves. He's got his uh, Galactica donut. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> and he's... <laughs> Insert blank. That doesn't work. Yep. Super ghost kamikaze attack. Yes. That also doesn't work. No, Abu incorporates that into his own fighting style later on. So, hey, maybe <laughs> he thought it was somewhat effective, even if it didn't totally work. Maybe. It's good stuff here. I mean, Gotenks is very inventive as a character. Yes. Uh, and I feel like from Toriyama as well, it's kind of an inventive character, yeah. the stuff he does with him there. It kind of takes apart the idea of the flashy finishing moves. Is, yeah, Are yeah. those really going to work? Well, he does that with Gotenks, and he does that with Mr. Satan as well, with all these named attacks that ultimately amount to nothing. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> all right, so moving on to number six, we have Goku versus Ma Jr., who will take the throne of the number one under the heavens. Now, the two chapters, 192 and 193, toward the end of the tournament here. Yes, this is the climax. Oh, my God, that, oh, that Goku there on the page, the wounded, just like full title page. Oh. And, in fact, the second of these two chapters is actually called the climax of the Tenkaichi Budokai, the high point. Yes. So this is Goku seeming like he has won the tournament. Only Piccolo still has a few things up his sleeve. Will Goku be able to avoid being killed? And can he still win the tournament? I think you know the answer, (laughs) but it's, it's great reading. I think I've told this before, but uh, my fan subs, my first fan subs of the first TV series were actually the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai. Uh, I got to see that. I had one particular episode that uh, fades out to audio only, and it didn't matter because it was the best thing in the world to be able to listen to it at that point. <laughs> so I have a, a lot of fondness for this particular section of the series. Uh, I think it's wonderful on its own anyway. Uh, and then when Mary and I were a part of the ongoing DDR Megamix AMV projects, uh, we were uh, selected slash chose for uh, Enter the Dragon from DDR. Well, technically, I think that was in DDR fourth mix or fifth mix, and then it was on the fourth mix Megamix soundtrack. I forget how. No, it was on the fifth mix soundtracks, but it was from fourth plus. Anyway, we chose the 23rd Budokai to do our AMV for that. Oh, I remember a, that one, yeah. An awesome track. Uh, Jeff makes an appearance in that video, by the way. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, he's in there. <laughs> the ongoing joke throughout that entire uh, AMV project 
was uh, Shane, who was uh, went under Kusayaro Productions, uh, was over at our apartment one day, and uh, we filmed him playing DDR. And the one particular section that we got was him and Jeff, and we sent that around to all of our friends who were in the project, and everyone did their best to incorporate somewhere uh, footage of Shane <laughs> playing DDR. And so, because Jeff happened to be in there at the same time, uh, our section was... It's uh, like this tunnel going on with uh, two panels on either side of the screen coming towards you. Yeah. And uh, the very last panel on the very last second is uh, Jeff and Shane playing DDR <laughs> on there. So look forward to that. Look for our yes. Into the Dragon video out yep. there somewhere. It nothing to do with this book. No. <laughs> I'm only mildly disappointed they didn't include the the chapter before this one. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite as dramatic, but that very end shot where he's giving a thumbs up, then all oh, of a sudden he God. gets speared through the shoulder. It's so just good. a shock. It's, you know? This entire section of the series is some of the best choreography on the page, and that was incorporated into the anime as well. So it's amazing stuff. All right, we got to move on. Number five, a full force attack explodes on Demon King Piccolo. We have chapters 160 and 161. So we're going from Piccolo Jr. to Daddio Piccolo here. So uh, Goku is in dire straits. Since Goku refuses, he uses some rocks to basically destroy all but one of Goku's limbs. Mm -hmm. And yet he still finds a way to defeat and goes straight through Piccolo. Yeah, one of the most iconic shots from the entire series here has been referenced and reused so many times. It's that that full page explosion that you just flip past is yeah some of the best work <laughs> that Toriyama has done. Toriyama can do something where it's it's just an explosion on a page. I'm even thinking to when uh, Namek explodes mm -hmm. and we have just like space particles on the page. You feel the force of. All of that from his art. Yeah. It's almost as though he doesn't go out of his way to make it look like, oh, big explosion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes he does that in the background or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like he makes it almost feel sort of serene and silent. Yeah. And then it's mm -hmm. the aftermath where you feel the impact. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, this is a master of his craft <clears throat> at work on the page. It's phenomenal. And I, I, you can totally see why people are voting this some of the best stuff ever. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a wonderful choice. Number four, the strongest warrior ever, Vegito. Chapters 503 and 504 here. Yes, so in the face of a massively powered up Majin Buu who has absorbed everybody. <laughs> right, or killed. Or killed, yes. Uh, so Goku needs someone to fuse with because, uh, oops, Gohan got I got it, Mr. Satan, let's go. <laughs> and Tenshinhan is down, so he's not an option. So Vegeta suddenly appears. And you know what? I guess they've got to do it. And so they do. Yosha! <laughs> oh, so good. Yep. And then uh, it turns out that indeed Boo is outmatched by this foe, except that he keeps not actually <laughs> finishing it. Right. A. Uh an ongoing trend in our fusion characters, or will it be in we'll the future see. of the franchise? And by future, I mean currentness of <laughs> the franchise. Anyway, I, I love Vegito, uh, particularly in the manga. Uh, in the anime, we get, if you will, base Vegito kind of toying around with Boo for a longer period of time. But here in the manga, he fuses things like, no, we're just going super silent. Let's do this. 
Absolutely. Doesn't even bother to go three. He's just like, yeah, I can take him. Well, Julian, the Daisenshu says that Vegito's Super Saiyan is equivalent to Super Saiyan 3. Okay. All right, so I guess we'll move on because I could spend forever talking about Vegito, even though he's barely around. Number three, the key to defeating Vegeta is the Genkidama. Julian, we have chapters 236, 237, and 238. Now, however, 237 is a color chapter, but we only get it here in black and white. That's correct. Only the... well, we'll get there, but yeah. uh, only the number one first chapter that's full that's full color gets to be in color. Right. But uh, we get three chapters here, and for us going backwards, this is the first time we're seeing three chapters. A lot of material to cover. So at, by this point, uh, almost everybody's down. Go- Gohan is fighting hopelessly against Vegeta because Goku is on the ground. Kuririn is barely hanging on, yeah. but he gets the energy for the Genkidama from Goku, and, uh, and he defeats Vegeta, and everyone goes home happy, and the arc is over. The series is over. Uh, so that's what that's what happened. I saw that on TV. Sure. So what actually happens is Vegeta dodges it, but uh, Gohan is able to reflect it because he has a pure heart. Yes. And so Vegeta gets hit. Also, everyone has telepathy, and they don't use it often enough. Yes. Somehow, <laughs> it's not explained exactly. <laughs> Well, when Goku gets Anama, he's like, I guess I can do this. I'm going to read all your thoughts now. I don't know how I did it, but okay. I love the Saiyan arc. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a perfect culmination of everything that's come before, especially when you look at something like the, the Ma Junior fight, the 23rd Budokai, mm-hmm. uh, the way the choreography is there. I think there's, you know, we start getting into the gigantic key blasts here in the Saiyan arc, but I yeah. think some of the choreography uh, in the Goku versus Vegeta fight is equally amazing. Uh, some of that carries over into the TV series as well when he's got the Kaioken yeah. going on. We have like the A++ teams going on that. Yeah, and this is really the first point in the series where you have this major fight and, like, everybody's either dead or down for the count. Right. It seems absolutely hopeless. I mean, it feels that way a little bit with Demon King Piccolo. I mean, we have multiple people that are dead at that point. He's got Tenshin Han's head in his massive hand. Uh, but the sign arc in particular, I mean... Yo, everyone's dead. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. We, we don't have Dragon Balls anymore. Yes. Like, shit's bad. Vegeta doesn't want to take over the world. He just wants to kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's an awesome part of the series that I absolutely adore. Uh, and here we are at the number three scene with three chapters here. Takes us to number two, the Son Father and Son versus Cell Ultimate Kamehameha. We have chapters 415, 416, and 417. Another yes. absolutely iconic part of the series, for sure. Yes, so Gohan has taken the blow for Vegeta, yep. sparing his life, but as a consequence, his one arm is useless, and... And Cell's back, and full-powered, and perfect, and yeah... Again, you want to talk about shit's bad, shit's bad. Yeah. So he does sort of this hopeless Kamehameha, but as he is firing it and it seems like he is being pushed back, it seems as though he feels the power of his father behind it. And we even get this sort of ghostly image of Goku behind it. And that is just a stunning panel. And that is what does the trick. And it goes into the next chapter, of course. <laughs> so but the struggle, the, yeah. the struggle ends... And once again, we see Goku pushing behind it, and it overcomes Cell and basically disintegrates him into molecules, atoms. 
All right, Julian, number one, I think everyone probably knows what it's going to be. Because I mentioned the poster at the beginning. Yes, uh, the number one scene in Dragon Ball, as chosen by fans, and at least published here by Shueisha, whether they intended to do this or not, and I'm, I'm sure is a little bit of both here. The Emperor of the Universe, Frieza versus Son Goku. We have three chapters. Yes. We have 323, 324, 325. 323 presented here in its full color. Yes. And so the, the title page of that chapter is a poster at the beginning. And uh, a few pages later, you get into the chapter itself. And it's just some beautiful work. And you really see Goku just utterly dominating against Frieza at this point. Yeah. And Frieza tries to get the upper hand through trickery but unfortunately it backfires uh, i think this is a, a good choice for number one it makes sense especially in conjunction with the, the amount of color that they can show off for the one chapter there yes uh, good stuff all around all right let's talk about the material in between yeah we have these top 10 scenes but uh in between some of the chapters we have this dissection of Son goku uh so now we're going to work proper order forward through the magazine. Julian, we start with a little look at Son Goku's family tree. Yes, so there's a little diagram showing his relationship to other people who are connected to him, and we get um, a little bit of aspects of his personality, his connections to his family, like he was lucky to have been sent to another planet soon after his birth. Although he's kind to his family, he doesn't really get children's thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't come home very often. (laughs) Things like that. And it gives a a couple of anecdotes regarding his family, like his reunion with uh, Son Gohan, the elder, and uh, the fact that his brother is a world-destroying monster. monster. (laughs) And uh, his first meeting with his second son, Goten. All right, so the next one up here is Son Goku and his rivals. Yes, indeed. So it's it, got a few of those. Yes, so it gives a, a brief overview of the various people he's fought against, basically. Some of them are just names, and the big ones are shown as uh, illustrations, uh, including the big three towards the end of the series, but also Piccolo and Vegeta and uh, Demon King Piccolo and Ten Shinhan at one point. Mm-hmm. Even Jackie Chun. And that those uh, ones that are illustrated also talk a little about his fights with them. And down towards the bottom, it um, talks a little bit about Goku's uh, attitude in his fights. Uh, for example, he gets excited about uh, fighting, so he really enjoys a strong opponent. Waku Waku, yes. Yes, but he is not set on killing his opponents if he doesn't have to. Mm. Goku is... Uh, becomes number one through his many um, fights where he puts his life on the line. So, And then it gives a couple of episodes, like his first defeat at the hands of Tao Pai Pai. Mm. I guess Yamcha technically beat him early on. Yeah, but I suppose. He, yeah. Was, he was hungry. And Jackie Chun beat him, too. So. Yeah. But this is like, like life or death. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> well, Yamcha thought it was life yes. or death. <laughs> yeah, Piccolo and Goku tag team for their first fight against an alien that they know of. Oh, yeah, Garla Jr., of course. Um, sure. <clears throat> and finally, his uh, eternal rival, Vegeta, accepts him <laughs> towards the end of the series. Right. All right. If we talk about rivals, we have to talk about allies. <laughs> well, rivals and allies may actually cross over and intersect at points. Yes. But this um, talks about various people in his life, like Kuririn, Piccolo, even uh, Ulon and Puar, Bulma. 
Mr. Satan, Kaioshin, and Dende. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. Uh, a lot of people have helped him over time, either directly or indirectly. So it talks about how uh, Go- Goku's innocence and his lightheartedness just uh, attract people towards him. Mm. They provide important support even uh, outside of the battles. And then there's a couple of <laughs> you say that I'm thinking like stars games on DS for Nintendo's like not a that kind of character. support. <laughs> the Senzu is a support character. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, we move on to Son Goku and his special moves. He's Satsuwaza. Okay. Yes. So we have a list. Uh, well, not a list, but a brief overview of his most important attacks. Like, for example, his uh, melee attacks, which is the Janken, the rock, paper, scissors fist. Right. Uh, the Genki, and then uh, Genki Dama, and uh, Kamehameha and Kaioken. And then talking about, um, oh, Kaio, this is a strengthening thing, is the Kaioken, as well as fusion. And then, of course, uh, there is a support technique, which is Shunkanido, or mm. teleportation. Right. And talks a little bit about um, how he's able to just imitate other people and manages to be able to use them for the first time. I was going to say, we have the Kamehameha, we have the yep. Taioken, uh, we have the Kianzan even. Right. He's able to apply these techniques in novel ways, like shooting from his feet mm-hmm. when he needs to. Yeah, you want to talk about variations on techniques. I have a, a one Mr. Detective X who would love to talk to you about documenting this stuff for the wiki. <laughs> Poor guy. He's doing a great job. Well, that's good. Okay, so moving on. We have Son Goku and his masters, of which there are many at this point. So these are the people who have taught him many things in his life. And, for example, there's Kame Senin, Karin, God and Mr. Popo, and Kaio, or the Northern Kaio. And it also talks about um, a few other people who we don't really see them giving him training, but the Elder Son Gohan and the Yard... Yardrashians, Yardrad people. I believe you mean Soba from the PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Nintendo GameCube video game Dragon Ball Z Sagas. Sure. Sorry, I've been writing some character wiki entries, and there's a lot in my mind right now. So, I mean, his masters are who they are. Yep. <laughs> we move on to Son Goku, kind of related, and his training. Yes, indeed. And it uh, showcases three aspects of his training. Training his heart, showing his resting and his eating, <laughs> and his uh, that's important training. Let me tell you. Then his training his technique through uh, learning to empty his mind and learning how to control the Genki Dama, and then finally training his body through, for example, heavy weights <laughs> or and destroying yourself gravity. in space. Well, that takes us to the final Son Goku dissection. His dialogue. I love this stuff. Yes, so some of the most important lines that... All right, you got to do your best impressions here. Give us some of the top ones they list here. So this he's fighting against Frieza, and he's getting, like, provocative, trying to egg mm. him on. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, you just try, and he, with a smirk on his face. And yep. Frieza's like, ah! And totally picture the delivery there. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, the next one is he, he likes battle too much, and so putting... Uh, the peace of the world on the line in order to have a good fight or he has to he has to get obtain peace through fighting mm. he can't just like get rid of the bad guys ahead of time it's like mm-hmm. 
So I'm sorry. I, I, I also want to fight. And to be honest, that bad that that scientist hasn't really done anything bad yet. So <laughs> that's the paradox about knowing the future is do you punish people for what they haven't done yet? That's true. Although at this point, he's he's clearly doing bad stuff. I mean, he already made number eight. Yeah, he's already done all of this. And then the next example they give his uh, when he starts out on Kaio's planet where he's just going. Oh, 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 oh. Following that's, around. that's really some of the best dialogue from Son Goku in Dragon Ball. All right. Yep. Just sure. following around bubbles. Okay. The last part is when he gets to be an adult, he also has uh, a few um, risque lines. <laughs> so he's wondering if that technique can succeed against Majin Buu, and that's to draw out Gohan's power. Mm. And it doesn't show the panel here. But is going to um, let the elder Kaioshin uh, touch Bulma's yes body parts. All right, good stuff. So between the top ten scenes and the seven part dissection of Son Goku, that's kind of overview of what we have in here, Julian. There's no Toriyama interview. There's no really like extra important information in here, which kind of leads to the final question on this Dragon Ball Jump best scene top ten book which just came out, which is only about 5 $6. Is it worth owning? Uh, you look at this, it's weekly jump-sized, it's just chapters and you know, some of the information there. It doesn't give you anything new. If you're just a regular person into this series, unlike even the Adventure Special, which has reprints of Dragon Ball prototype works and really cool columns in it, uh, unlike yeah. the Super Stark Guy for Dragon Ball Super, which at the time gave us preview looks at things and even some like pictures of scripts and that kind of stuff. Mystery characters. Right. I, I feel like this doesn't really offer you much. It's it's the definition of a throwaway newsstand magazine. Kind of, yeah. If you don't have these chapters already, it's kind of nice. You get like some of the real highlights of the series in one sure. spot. Sure. And if that fits... And if that describes you, then perhaps this is something you might like to pick up. If you already have the material inside, it's not really going to give you anything you don't already have. Yeah. So unless you just really want the convenience of having all that in just one easy to pick up thing, then you might want to skip it. Yeah. And it's a fragile magazine. I mean, like even the front cover is not the best paper. (laughs) Everything is like Shonen Jump, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So I I can't necessarily recommend picking this up. And I'm someone who orders everything and I have a second copy on the way because, well, (laughs) I mean, they're they're so limited. I, I should have a backup version of things. That's how I justify it to myself. I don't know. I can't really recommend it, but it's also so cheap. That if you're, uh, especially right now, as Amazon Japan has changed some of their ordering stipulations where V-Jump is now an add-on item, if you need something like right now these days to throw into an order to kind of get things above a necessary price level, you can't necessarily go wrong with something like this. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just stuff that you may have seen before. Yeah, it's big, it's bulky, it takes up space. So if space is a factor... And looking around this room, space is a factor <laughs> right now. Yeah, I think you're going to need sturdier shelves, Mike. I need sturdier shelves. I need more of them, too, at this point. Things are collapsing and falling, and it's uh, 
It's a death trap waiting to happen. Why don't you scoot a little closer to that shelf there? Gee, thanks, Mike. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens here. <laughs> All right, Julian, that was the Dragon Ball Jump uh, Best Scene Top 10 MOOC that came out in November 2018. Available now in limited quantities. If you want it, order it. Of course, we include links with every podcast episode. So if anyone still has it available at this point, check out the website. We'll have uh, links to, to purchase it there. That's going to bring this episode of our podcast to a close www.kanzenshuu.com that is kanzenshu.com it's going to bring this episode of our podcast 459 to a close here in November 2018 we have some great stuff in store for you the rest of the year uh, hopefully the next episode is going to be one of the best things we've ever done I'm very excited for that and if it's not next week well just stay tuned it's definitely coming your way in the very near future uh, I have been Mike that has been Julie and again this episode is over thank you for joining us it's been a pleasure chatting with you Julian sir wrap things up thank you for listening to this week's edition of Konzenshu the podcast we'll catch you next time